Welcome to the WRSU Crew, the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers Athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe. Coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. Welcome, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of WRSU, The Crew Winter Session Edition. I'm Jake Maystell alongside Max Sanchez and John Hartnett. Both of those guys are going to be remote today. How are you boys doing? <laughs> doing good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm great, Jake. That's good to hear. That's great. So, <laughs> so uh, it's 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 weird to be the only person in the station right now, and I'm talking to you guys through some kind of mystical device. I I'm not really sure exactly <laughs> how it works, but we've got it working. You guys are going over the air, so we're all good here. Uh, I think we should start before we get into like the real meat and potatoes of our show. I think we should start with some briefly with some Rutgers athletics because there's. Two th- there's some things going on this week. <laughs> like Bucknell State coming up against Rutgers? That's that's one thing yes, to look yes. at for well, them. Well, actually, Bucknell was last last Friday. Oh, this Coppin. week, Coppin State. We're playing Coppin, Coppin State men's basketball. That's going to be Friday night at 8 p.m. Also Friday at 5 p.m., women's basketball at Penn State. So uh, that's going to be a good one. You and I are going to be producing that one, Max. You can listen to Alec Crowhill and Dylan Allen call that game for the Coppin State game later that night. You'll be able to hear Christian Vasquez and Eddie Coletti, Kalegi, excuse me, Brett Hahn and David Palumbo and Arnav Sarkar will have you for the halftime and post-game show Nightline. Uh, I would plug the number, but it's not time, so I'm not going to. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both teams, um, women's, women's basketball is... It's really hard to look at like the way they've been playing because they have an eight person roster or eight or nine person roster. So it's it's not it's well, I'm trying to think of the word. It's not ideal when you look at that as a, like in terms of a college basketball team. I don't think Rutgers women's basketball is at its full potential. Of course, the recruitment class wasn't the greatest. And then moving to men's basketball, um, this upcoming game, everyone's looking at it. I'm sorry, we're going against Coppin State, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's expecting Rutgers to win, like, heavily, just like against Bucknell. Every, but um, what I'm really looking forward to is the Purdue game, which is right after. Because that's our first ranked Big Ten game since... It's also the first game correct, of 2023. That's also true. But correct me if I'm wrong, that's the first ranked... That, well, just that's the first Big Ten game since the Ohio State game. Yes. You know, and everyone knows what happened there. So... It's very exciting. Classic to, RU screw in the Ohio State game. We've talked it, about it many times. <laughs> yeah, but one thing I'm gonna look forward to against playing Purdue because every time I play, every time now we play Purdue, I always think of that Ron Harper Jr. buzzer beater shot from the block R. Jake, we were just looking at the replay of that game what last week. Yep. Uh, seeing Ron Harper Jr. joking around, we were like, "Oh, I wonder what this guy's gonna do." I don't, I, I, I don't know. It's looking rough for Rutgers. <laughs> about a seven point deficit, but. Everyone's uh, – the Big Ten Network is going to refer to that game when that game comes up. Well, of course. Of course they're going to refer to that game. I mean, it's the biggest game between the two teams ever played. You know, obviously the historic upset, Rutgers' first ever win over a number one ranked opponent. You know, they they, they, they had a second game between the two teams last year, but I don't think people re- are, are remembering that one quite as much as the big upset. And obviously, you know, things are a little different for their first matchup this year. Rutgers going into number one's house to start Big Ten play rather than B- Purdue coming into Rutgers' house. Um, but I'm excited for that game nonetheless. I don't know if Rutgers going to win it, but at the very least, they should be able to put up a good fight. Now, I think we should get into the real meat and potatoes of of our first segment here on the Wednesday crew. There's a lot of NFL action going on. The NFL is crazy right now, boys. Oh, yeah, for sure. With the way that the playoffs are going right now, it's insane. Or the the playoff contentions on what can happen within the next two weeks. So going down the line of 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 the NFL standings, I just kind of want to for for everybody 
whom for whom it may concern because NFL playoff race is going on right now. We're in the final two weeks of the season. We got a game going on tomorrow night. That's between the Cowboys and the Titans. Let's just take a look at where everybody stands right now. I'll tell you who's in, who's got who's clinched their divisions and you know, what have you. But I just wanna I wanna go down the line, just kinda talk about it. so in the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills have clinched their division. They they are twelve and three by virtue of beating the Bears and the Dolphins losing to the poverty Green Bay Packers. Uh the the Bills have clinched the AFC East division for the third year in a row. So congratulations to them. Um, the Miami Dolphins are still in the playoff race, but they're kind of in danger right now at eight and seven. They're now sitting at the seven seed in the AFC playoff picture with the Patriots and Dolphins just a game behind them. And or or not the Patriots and Dolphins. Patriots and Jets, excuse me. I'm so sorry, boys. Uh <laughs> The Patriots and Jets still a game behind them, and it that's important because the Dolphins play both of these teams in the final two weeks of the season. So they play the Patriots this week in New England, and then they play the Jets next week. So why, why don't you boys both give me your thoughts on how you think this is going to play out because this this could decide the final playoff spot these, these next two games. Well, of course, the Dolphins close out their season with the Jets because why would? Because the Jets have had a, like, one of the best seasons in the past few years. Jets fans some hope finally, and then now, you know, it's gonna be this. Of who else except the Patriots and then the Dolphins to just break all of our hearts? Because I don't, I don't know. Because the Jets a few weeks ago, you know, they're on a four-game losing streak right now. Uh, everyone, you know, they're all playing mean, meaningful football in January. Who would have thought? Not me. Um, but this Dolphins team is is very, is very good. They're even though they're, I think they're better than their seven seven and eight record. Is Tua out again, Jake? Um, that's a very good question. I don't think we have confirmation as of today, which is I Wednesday, think... the twenty eighth of December. I don't think we have confirmation yet about Tua's status for New Year's Day this Sunday. We do know that he suffered a concussion on Christmas Day against the Packers, but it, so I would. The way it usually happens is the way the way it usually happens is if a player suffers a concussion, they're usually out at least one week. I don't know what's going to happen, um, especially considering it's Tua Tagovailoa and the Dolphins have already had concussion issues with him this season. But that so there's certainly question. It's a big question to ask because of the fact they play the Patriots this weekend. The Patriots coming off of two really bad losses. They need a good win to get them going. And what would what would get that fan base going more than beating the Dolphins at home? You know what I can't believe? I can't believe that for the third year in a row, the Dolphins are in this situation. You know? I mean... That's two, insane. Who's, two, the, who's like scheduling these games? Two, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Two years ago, the Miami Dolphins had a great record. They were 10-6 and six to end the 2020 regular season, but they missed out on the postseason. Um, they, they had a great year, but they just couldn't beat out. They couldn't beat out the other teams in the conference last year. They started like what? One and seven. They, they came, they stormed all the way back to like nine and eight, but they couldn't miss. They couldn't make the playoffs because of the games that they had lost early in the season. Now the Dolphins are doing, are finding another way to do it again. They started what? Eight and four, eight and five. Really good record. All of a sudden they're starting to creep back down to the rest of the pack right around the middle of the conference. And it's so strange to watch this team do that. I mean, I can't I can't understand it. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, just, it's, it's a, a it's, sorry, it's, oh, go ahead, Max. No, no problem. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> um but I John, are you real quick, are you a Jets fan, John? I am. Um can you hear hello? Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, I am a Jets fan. Uh, it's my third like team, and I, I was like a kind of a casual football guy for the past few years, and now I'm trying to get like more and more into it. Okay, I'm asking because this is gonna tie in because I'm a Jets fan too, and this is the AFC East. So, out of a pure NFL fan perspective, minus me being a fan of obviously Go Green, I think Tua. I'm glad you brought him up. Tua should 100% sit out. Second concussion in three months. This is not looking good. Brandon Marshall even said it on a podcast, or I think on the NFL Network, saying, if I was Mike McDaniel, sit him down. 
sit his butt down. It's not worth it because CTE is a real thing and there's more scientific development going on within it. So it would be completely unnecessary to even consider allowing him play for the rest of the season. And I'm not speaking that to give uh, like any other team an advantage. This this is a young quarterback. This is what his second year, his and third year, third year, in third year. He's he and it's very concerning. You don't there's not there's not a lot of players that even have one concussion throughout their career, let alone two and three months, and the whole season hasn't even ended, and they have a potential playoff run. So, if I were Mike McDaniel, I'd sit him down immediately, even if that ruins the chances of making the playoffs with him, because two is a two is a pretty decent quarterback. But is it really worth it for the future? That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, it's a good... I agree 100%, Max. I mean, uh, sorry. Cut you no, you go. You go. Um, it's... Uh, I, I like how you mentioned... Like, it's not just, you know, giving one team an advantage. It's, first of all, it's the guy's safety, like, for the rest of his life. Like, even after his career. Like, you know, second concussion in three months... Um, it's more than the game. It's more than the sport. It's more than the game. This is this is the guy's life. You don't want to like have this guy have ex- ex- you know, um, you don't want to ignore any, especially any head injury, especially a you know major concussion. Like my sister's had a few concussions in her uh, the past few years, and she's she's all right. Thank you know, uh, thank God. But like, it's you know you just you don't want to ignore that. You don't want to try to like sweep it on the rug. Just you know you have to you know take as much time as you want, even if the, the team suffers around him, because I know he is he is the guy down in Miami, but. You know, the guy's safety for, you know, just for his well-being should be the, the main focus. 100 percent, 100 percent. So that's going to make these final two games very interesting because you've got two teams that are that are scratching and clawing for that playoff spot. And remember, remember, the Jets have already a win over the Miami Dolphins this season. So if they win in the final week of the season, that could mean everything in terms of because let's say let's say the Jets lose this week, but the Dolphins also lose this week. There'll be a game behind the Dolphins, or or no? Let's say let's say the Jets win, the Dolphins lose. Jets win against the Dolphins and Patriots lose in the final week. That puts the Jets in the postseason. So that's that's a big situation here for the Jets. It could mean a lot. Although, you know, there is another contender for that final wild card spot. We're gonna go to the AFC North. I'm gonna start with Pittsburgh. I know that's kind of weird, but they're seven and eight. They just won on um, Christmas Eve. Get the Oakland. I, you know what? I haven't done that in. <laughs> I haven't done that in the several years that they've played in Las Vegas. But I think that's the first time I've accidentally called them the <laughs> Oakland Raiders. <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> they were the Oakland Raiders back when the Immaculate Reception happened fifty years ago, but they're the the Las Vegas Raiders now. Um, the 50th anniversary game of the Immaculate Reception. They retired Franco Harris's number. It was real sad. He passed away during the week, uh, last week. But so the Steelers are still in the playoff picture. They could be gunning for that final wild card spot. I don't. Let me let me check their schedule because I don't know about their head-to-head matchups against the other teams. So they played the Patriots and they played the Patriots and lost. They played the Jets and lost. They played the Dolphins and lost. So basically, the the Steelers are almost out of it, are almost completely out of it, just by virtue of the fact that they uh, have lost to all three of those teams. But a miracle could still happen. I'm not I'm not an expert. I'm not a math expert, so I can't tell you exactly what the Steelers need to make the playoffs. But I'm pretty sure they need the Dolphins to lose this week, and then. The, the Patriots and Jets to lose like the the week after. Um, and I think they need the Jets to lose this week. Something like that. Steelers have a low chance. Let's go to the top of the division with the Bengals and the Ravens. The Ravens are a game behind the Bengals for the division lead. And this could come down to the final week of the season. And I think this is interesting because week 18 will be between the Bengals and the Ravens in Cincinnati. So that could potentially be a game that gets flexed to Sunday night football week 18. We could potentially see the uh, AFC North division championship. What what do you guys think about that? That, that, that could be an exciting game. Which game, which game is this again? Uh, Week 18 Ravens at Bengals could potentially be for the division. Ravens are just a game behind right now. 
Oh yeah, that that could I could definitely see that getting flexed. I'm pretty sure he said something like that. Because look at Joe Burrow, man. That man is that man's got that dog in him. He is he's uh, one heck of a young quarterback, one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Um, future MVP in my opinion. Give him a few years for sure. Um, but then you look on the other side. I'm I'm trying to keep up. Lamar Jackson is, is still. He's not hurt, right? He he's he's still. I believe he's still hurt at the moment. I don't know if he's he's been recovering from uh, some kind of sprain. I don't know if he is well enough to play this week against the Steelers. Big game, by the way. Uh, but they they're they're sitting pretty in a playoff spot right now. They've clinched the postseason. So have the Bengals. But they're trying to win that division. Trying to take it from the Bengals. I don't know. I don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to play this week. I think we'll find out later on in the week. But Tyler Huntley's been doing well as the backup. He did he did a serviceable job against Atlanta. I mean, you know, it's Atlanta, but hey, a win's a win, right? <laughs> that could be a very interesting game. Hopefully Lamar Jackson is back by week 18. Hopefully he's back this week, so we just get a lot of exciting stuff. The Ravens have a good chance to stay in it with the Bengals because even though they play the Steelers this week, so that's going to be a hard game, the Bengals play the Buffalo Bills this week. So... No, that's not going to be an easy game for the Bengals. We'll see what no, happens. Not, Let me ask not you, at all. Let me ask go you a quick John, question, sorry. Jake. Um, yeah, yeah, go so ahead. Now they're playing for the division. Are both first round are both first round buys already clinched, or is it can is it like you know? Uh, I know probably it's, okay. It's gonna be so the Chiefs so and the Bills here, probably here's in the running. here's where it's at right now. So first of all, there's only one first round buy because of the new playoff format. Um, only oh, the number one right. seed gets a first round by home field advantage throughout the postseason. Right now, if the season were to end today, the Buffalo Bills would have the one seed. But by virtue of their head-to-head victory over the Chiefs, who have the same record as them at 12-3. and so, But because of the fact that they have the same record right now, the Bills don't have any incentive to sit anybody. You know, I mean, they need to, they need to keep trying to win because, I mean— if the Chiefs win this week, then it's going to come down to the last week of the regular season to see who will get that number one seed. So to, to answer your question, the first round bye has not been clinched. It is a toss-up right now between Kansas City and Buffalo. If they have the same record after week 18, tiebreaker goes to Buffalo. <laughs> gotcha. All right. You know, I want to go over to uh, one of the most interesting divisions in the NFL right now. We'll, 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 you know what? Here's what we'll do. We'll do the AFC right now. We'll talk to the AFC right now. We'll talk to NFC later on in the show because, uh, you know, I've got I've got my stake in the NFC. You two have your stake in the AFC. We'll start with that. Let's go to probably the most interesting division in the American Football Conference, the AFC South, which was, I mean, can we just say, how about them Jaguars? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's uh, this this is the National League Central. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this American League Central. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, it's the National League Central because the NFC South is the American League Central. (laughs) Even worse. (laughs) It's it's just 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 brutal. I mean, just just for context. Just for context, let's go through the records. Jaguars are seven and eight. Titans are seven and eight. Indianapolis is four and ten. Wait, and Houston up, is two and twelve. Hold up, Indianapolis four and ten out of the playoffs. Who's your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyway, and then obviously the Texans are a hop, skip, and a jump away from earning their choice of C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young in the NFL draft. <laughs> Listen, I'm not gonna completely frown upon the Jaguars though because I have been praising Trevor Lawrence since he got drafted he just had a rough season because that system just wasn't working around him this kid has been winning since he was in Pop Warner his first loss correct me if I'm wrong was against Alabama right no I I, it was in college it was in the national championship game please correct me if I'm wrong I I wouldn't I wouldn't remember but that sounds right (laughs) yeah so he's used to winning. So that's why I'm not going to completely frown on the well, Jaguars. Also, he he did have the worst head coach in NFL history. That also is that that that's one of the points I was bringing up. Like the whole system was not set like it was not set for him to be ready. Like look at them now. They're on a three-game winning streak. It's the 
their their winning streak has is more wins than Houston. That's that's wow. I'm just looking. This this division's bad. <laughs> so 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 here's it's just the so thing. mid. Here's the thing with the Jaguars right now. The Jaguars are in full control of their destiny right now, sitting atop the division with that head-to-head tiebreaker over Tennessee. They get Houston this week. Now, granted, they are one of the two teams that has lost to Houston. The other one is Tennessee, so make it that way you will. Um, (laughs) Sorry, that's just too funny to me right now. So Uh, if we're being technical then, the Texans are – one of the best teams in the like, if not like tied for first, the best team in the AFC South. <laughs> I, I, I think technical. I think you might be stretching the numbers a little too <laughs> too much, Max. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they get the Texans this week. Obviously, Titans have the Cowboys. That might be a wash for the Titans. Um, they might they're probably going to lose to the Cowboys. So, if the Jaguars can beat the Texans, that'll put them a game ahead of Tennessee going into the last week, which will be between both of those two teams. I don't know exactly how the tiebreaker would be decided at that point if Tennessee were to win and they would be tied at a at an 8-9 record. Um, but I, I, I don't know, honestly. But if the Jaguars win out, here's what I know. If the Jaguars win out, they are winning... The AFC South, no questions asked. That's guaranteed they went out, which is unbelievable to me considering how the season started and just considering the fact that this team just earned the number one pick two years in a row. I mean, can you believe that? That just shows how bad the division is. Well, it does, but also what a difference better coaching can make, right? Because they fair. went from having yeah, the worst head coach in NFL history in Urban Meyer to having Super Bowl winning head coach Doug Peterson. Yeah, that's a fair argument. I mean, I'm not going to say that I think Doug Peterson's like an elite head coach. I've never thought he was an elite head coach. Um, but he is a significant upgrade from both Doug Marone and Urban Meyer. It's Especially just, Urban Meyer. Like, look at look at yeah. Urban Meyer's off season. I, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Activities. I'm pretty sure Ray Handley would be an upgrade from Urban Meyer. <laughs> I think um, Adam Gase will be an upgrade from Urban Meyer. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> at least Adam Gase made the playoffs <laughs> as a head coach. But yeah, so that that's it's going to be really interesting to see how that division plays out. Now let's go over to AFC West. The Chiefs have already won that division by virtue of their overtime win versus Houston. Also, I would like to thank Patrick Mahomes very much for not throwing any touchdowns to Travis Kelsey these last couple of weeks and losing my fantasy playoffs. Uh, <laughs> just just wanted to shout him out. Also, shout out Stefan Dix for also losing me my fantasy playoffs. Anyway. That's tragic. Anyway. Uh, the Chiefs have won their division, but the Chargers, for the first time in four years, have made the playoffs by virtue of beating up on the poor Indianapolis Colts. Don't worry. I'm not playing the hot key again yet. Not yet. <laughs> uh, by beating up on the Colts. And, yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. I expected this Chargers team to let me down and just to just to defy expectations and miss the playoffs. But they actually managed to get it done. It wasn't pretty, but they are a playoff team this year. How are we feeling about it? <laughs> I guess we're not feeling any particular... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It, all right. For everyone listening, it's very hard to kind of point to see who wants to go first because obviously right, I'll, we cannot I'll, see I'll, each I'll, other. <laughs> I'll, I'll direct you then. How about Max? You tell me first. <laughs> okay. What teams are these? The, the, we're talking about the Chargers right now. They they, they right. have defied expectations that they would that they, they I thought they would defy our expectations and miss the playoffs, but despite the ugly way they did it, they got it done, they made the playoffs, they're a playoff team. How you feel about it, Max? <laughs> um, I just want to shout out Justin Herbert. Um, uh, yes, everybody's he favorite very, everybody's he favorite a, social media quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> he had a very I I'm pretty sure he had a pretty rough start to the season, but and it's unfortunate because a lot of people went into the season thinking he'd be an MVP candidate, but obviously that's not the case. 
Um, but you got to look at what he's done in the last few games. This man, he he can sling the football. He knows, like he's a he, he has great pocket presence. He knows how to throw it around. He's a big reason. Obviously, the quarterback is one of the, if not the most important position in football. But overall, he's just led. I was about to say San Diego, <laughs> just like just like you with the Raiders. But he's he's led Los Angeles to the playoffs. Basically, he carried them. If you uh, want to look at it like that. I, I, I think also, I agree. What about you, John? How are you feeling about the Chargers this year? I know you have limited knowledge, but... I would also agree, because, like, I mean, uh, you said that you actually, you know, they, they defied expectations, and their quarterback, like, carried them to the uh, to the playoffs, which I always loved seeing, like, an underdog. You know, I always like, like to pick a few teams to watch in the playoffs. You know, uh, when the Jets or the Mets inevitably don't make the playoffs, like, you know, like to follow it a little bit. Uh, I'll probably watch who probably watch the Chargers. Who they, who would they play in the first round? If they who would it? they play in the first round? Okay, so this is interesting. They're currently sitting at the sixth seed in the AFC. So if they were if the season were to end today, they would play their division rival, the Kansas City Chiefs, at Arrowhead Stadium. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, Chiefs got that one if that's the case. Sorry. Okay, Justin okay, Herbert. but wait <laughs> no, a minute. Wait a minute. Upside. Because they played each other week <laughs> two at Arrowhead and that game came down to the wire. Nothing upset. I'm calling it right now. Mark it okay. down. December 28th, 2022. The Chargers are winning this game. If oh. they win, listen, I, I wouldn't say... All right, it would be an upset and I would be surprised, but I don't know. A lot of quarterbacks are not really built for the postseason. I just want to... So, and just, I've never seen... We've never seen Justin Herbert in the playoffs. We, we've we seen haven't. Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. I, I also want to say one thing. Patrick Mahomes has never failed as a starting quarterback to make the at least the AFC championship game. So make it that odds way. Are against, if this if this matchup were to like it will if it was is it confirmed to happen yet or the season needs to finish? Uh the season needs to play out some more. Obviously the Chiefs still have a chance of winning the number one seed and getting that first round by, in which case it would be Buffalo that they would play. And obviously the Chargers could still wind up in the seventh seed maybe. Um, actually, I don't, th- I don't think they've clinched the sixth seed, but it, it's close. It's close. Um, I hope they play the Chiefs just because I think that's a really cool storyline. Obviously, like, divisional matchups in the playoffs are always electric and added, you know, add in Mahomes. He's like probably, probably the best, the most consistent and best quarterback in football right now. You know, in a few years, I might, we'll, we, may, we might talk about, uh, you know, Josh Allen, but, uh, I think that'd be just, you know, the atmosphere, if it's in Kansas City, will be awesome. I don't know. I, I think it's great, though. At the, at the, uh, it Chargers would be great. I wanted, I do want to touch on one more team in the AFC West. And no, it is not those pitiful Denver Broncos who I have to yell at Red Zone to get them off of my TV these days because they're that That's bad. Right. Uh, no, I, I want to talk about the Raiders because even though their playoff hopes are almost completely dashed, they are still technically in it at 6-9. and nine. I'm going to be real with you. I have no idea what in the world they need to make the postseason, but... They probably need about three miracles uh, this January to get into the postseason. They also just benched Derek Carr, so that's some extra info. Yes, they did just bench Derek Carr. We will talk about that more later. But for now, we've been talking about the NFL a lot. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have locks of the week. So... Welcome back to the Wednesday Crew here on WRSU FM New Brunswick. I'm Jake Maystel alongside Max Sanchez and John Hartnett, who are both remote today. And we've got Locks of the Week for you, where we give you our betting advice for sports that, in my humble opinion, you should not take. Should not take you know, our Jake, advice. Uh, just because you're, no, your two locks of the week last semester did not hit, just because, you know, we, we have some... Uh, actually, never mind. You shouldn't take our advice. <laughs> Please don't. I, I, told, Please I was going to go on this whole little yarn, but like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we you know we, here at, w, here at WRSU, uh, we have faith in our... I don't even know. We, we're, we're college kids. Don't, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, just uh, don't take now, our now, that, now that Brett Hahn is not here, you're not so confident about it, are you, John? <laughs> no, because he's, for... he's the football guy. He's oh, the, the Jets fan. 
Just I for pure say, context. Like, he always said, yeah. No, I, real quick, just for Sorry, pure context ahead. as to why you should, you're good, but as to why you should not take our advice is because I remember early in the, in the um, fall semester, our very own Alex Carminati made a lock with his whole Mark Messier guarantee, Shabazz. It's, it's Mark Messier. <laughs> Mark Messier. And I remember he said MD Myers for Rutgers men's soccer would score a hat trick with an Olympical goal. So if I were you listeners, do not take our advice, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, don't definitely don't take that advice. That's that's a very that's a big stretch. <laughs> But who wants to go first? I'll ask. Max, John, either you want to go first? I'll start with you, Max. You want to go first? I'll go first. All um, right. So we got the Phoenix Suns and the Washington Wizards. I'm keeping it very, very simple because if I even try to do a lock with the Jets, I'm, my mind is going to explode. Um, so uh, Suns are favored two, by two and a half. I got them covering. I actually got them winning by like 15 in this game. Uh, Devin Booker is that guy. Chris Paul, he can still pass the rock around. DeAndre Eaton is one heck of a center. The Wizards got what Kyle Kuzma, Rui Hachimura. I can't really think of anybody else. They got Bradley Beal, but Bradley Beal's been relatively quiet. You haven't really heard from him all throughout the season. So yeah, I got I got Phoenix coverings, but righty. you got one for us, John. I do, Big Jake. Um, I'm going to the world of ice hockey because it's cold outside. Uh, I'm it thinking, is cold like, outside. This is a good matchup. It, it's you know it's finally more than twenty degrees out. It's like forty five degrees out. It's like a heat wave out there. Um, <laughs> it's actually only thirty nine outside right now. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Still above freezing. Uh, I'm though. The Still wild... above freezing. I'm picking the Wild Stars game. Um, two teams who are on the. Uh, uh, um... Apologies, I can't. I mean, the Central Division. Uh, Central Division in hockey is not that good, but the. Top of the teams. Uh, some former Rangers on the wild. You got Matt Zuccarello, who old age just to age. He's atop the team wild in scoring. The start about Jake Ottinger last year in the playoffs. His he literally carried his seven games and they still let they still let him down. He led the uh, playoffs last year with a nine fifty save percentage, which is just disgusting. Uh, I'm picking the wild over the stars, uh, plus one eighty two, plus one twenty two. Lock it in wild are gonna win this game. They currently are third. Uh, in the division, only five points behind the Dallas Stars. I I like both of those locks, boys. I am going to head to the NFL as I always do during NFL season. And you know, normally, normally because I'm, I'm I've been on the Friday crew like every semester of, of like every semester. I normally save my big NFL lock for the weekend. But since it's the last crew of the week, since it's the winner, I'll do my NFL lock this week. And I don't think I've ever felt more confident about a game than I do this one right here. 1 p.m. New Year's Day at Arrowhead Stadium. Broncos country. Let's ride. And where where's that ride going? That, that ride is going straight into the dumpster. Straight into the dumpster. And straight into a top five pick for the Seattle Seahawks. Because the Broncos do not have theirs this year. For th- this coming year for uh, trading for Russell Wilson. That was a great move. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a guarantee. I'm gonna make a guarantee. A mock Messier guarantee, if you will. Oh boy. I'm not gonna do the there whole go. spiel. I'm not gonna do the whole spiel because uh that's Carm's thing. But I'm gonna if you will. Let's let's call it a mock Messier guarantee. I guarantee that the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Broncos by at least fourteen points on Sunday. That's my guarantee. As if this were any other team that sound like a terrible guarantee, but I don't doubt it. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'd even push it to three touchdowns. I, I don't want to push it that far, be- especially because of the last time these two teams played each other, the Chiefs inexplicably could not pull away in that game. I don't know why, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna lock that in. That's my Mark Messier guarantee of the week. Uh, That's fair. Al Carminati, if you're listening. That's a Mark Messier guarantee for you. <laughs> Pick the safe He's a class bet. act, you know, that Mark Messier. Class act. Cla- very class act. New York sports legend. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited for it. Boys, this has been Lock- Locks of the Week. We're going to move into our, talk- our second talk segment right now. 
John, you got anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to get on, get off your chest? <laughs> um, not at this moment, no, Jake. Oh, I was hoping you had a hockey bit ready for us. <laughs> oh, for uh, oh, okay. Um, for locks of the week or just like just in general, general. tell tell us what's going on. Take us take us through. Oh, the, it's the NHL picture. A lot right of now. movement in the, a lot of movements in the standings, boys. Uh, the 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 Carolina Hurricanes have dethroned the Devils atop Mitchell division which is surprising because i remember a few members of the wrsu station thinking you know they, i don't know i'm not gonna say any say any names i'm just gonna say you know i'm surprised uh you know people were very confident earlier in this in the season it seemed like they thought the devils would stay there the whole year now they're uh not playing so good they lost seven straight games they uh they snapped that uh seven game skid but they're probably gonna be a lock for the postseason i, I would be amazed if they don't make it in I mean, there's, there's um, the still entire... a lot of season left, right? Yeah, we, we, we still got maybe uh, 21. Yeah, we have about 45 games left. No, I mean, we're um, not even at the so All-Star break. So there's still a lot break. of season left. We're not even I'm at the All-Star break, break, so, you know. <laughs> you never know. Straight, um, it would just surprise me because they had they were, they were so dominant for so long. I, it was, they would have to fall off and make it. Uh, but the entire East is stacked. Like, oh, no, it is. I'm, I'm looking at the standings right now, and I'm looking at maybe six teams that aren't good this year. <laughs> that's And that's, I mean, Philadelphia. I mean, the, okay, well, the Blue Jackets are an absolute poverty franchise. Blue Jackets, so Blue Jackets have been poverty surprise. since they lost their Temi Panarin, though. Let's be real. <laughs> and then, you know what? 100%. And then you had the uh, the Flyers, who just who started out pretty well, but they cooled off rapidly. The Panthers are such a disappointment. What and happened? I, was I think this is what happened because they started out lose. They started out losing a lot of winnable games, like the Rangers did. We'll get to that, you know, later on. But it, it, you know, they were just they were playing well, and they were you know they were moving the they were just they were, they were playing well, but they just, they weren't winning games, and it seemed like all right, you know, don't panic yet because they look good. Does that make sense? You know, you, just, you lose games, you look horrible, and then you just do everything right, and you just lose the game. And the Panthers, that you know, that uh, uh, the first few weeks of the season, that wasn't really a problem because, like, all right, you know, they'll bounce back. They'll be okay. Because, uh, you know, they won the President's Trophy last year. Obviously, it's a group that's been in the playoffs, tested, or a good team. And then they started losing. Like, just they just weren't playing good at all. They were, And now they're below 500 for the first time. That's um, crazy. It's crazy. Obviously, you also Montreal, got Ottawa and Montreal down there. They're both just kind of middling, m- mediocre franchises right now. Right. I will say the Canadians are going to be good in a few years, and they, they do have some pieces who are going to be great. Like Suzuki is, is absolutely like and a Carey Price, right? That guy's going to be something someday. Yeah, I think someday. Carey Price is back. That, 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 that guy's yeah. going to be something someday. <laughs> <laughs> I think he I think he's already that guy, big guy. <laughs> That's a that's a think, little that's a little joke about how he's their entire team right now. <laughs> pretty much, um, if anything, it shows that Mart- uh, Martin Saint Louis as GM, you know, should have a few more years to go with this blueprint. Because I think this team has this, this, the 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 uh, the foundation is here. I, just, I would like to see a few more years. And see, obviously, the Canadians are the Yankees of hockey. I don't want to see them succeed, uh, succeed at all, but. Um, yeah, you know, it's just more. It's more competitive. It's more. It's a lot. It's a lot more fun when all the original six teams do well. And just, then, and just so like the, the Yankees, they haven't won in twenty years. <laughs> there you go. Um, then you go like you know the East has maybe six teams that aren't good. Like one of the teams who are good aren't going to make it in. I my guess is either the Islanders or uh, this is going to be a hot take. No, the Lightning will get in. No, the, 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 the Lightning are get getting in. in. They're they they're, they're too good. I think the Islanders or the Red Wings are going to get snubbed. Yeah, the Red um, Wings are looking kind of fraudulent right now. Um, they're hard. Hey, you know what? They're they're really young and they're hard working. They are hard working, you know, but I'm looking at I'm looking at the record right now. So so for those who aren't as familiar with hockey, uh, the way the way the hockey standings work is they go by points. Um, that 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 kind of decides who's ahead. So the, the the Red Wings have 35 points, which is good for fourth in the Atlantic Division. But if you look at their record, the record is 14, 11, and one. Which is you look at the 14, 11 part, that's kind of mediocre. Or not in one and seven, excuse me. The and seven is not ties for those who aren't aware of how hockey works. The and seven is seven overtime losses. 
So if you really look at it, if you look at it, really, they're 14 and 18 is kind of how I look at it. Because that's still seven. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. That, that, that's the way I look at it. Those, those overtime losses don't hurt you as much in the standings, but it's a good way of kind of gauging how good a team is, right? You know, you got more of those yeah. overtime losses. I mean, they're a young team. They're going to lose in overtime more. They're going to lose those close games because they're less experienced and they just they don't completely know how to win yet, right? So when I look right. at it, that's why I think they're looking fraudulent right now. It's not because I think they're frauds in terms of like I don't <laughs> I think they're pretending to be winners. It's just that they're they're winning more than their their record is better than they really are right now. They're kind of ahead of schedule. We see this all the time in sports where teams get ahead of schedule. So I think I think yeah, you're that's right. true. I think you're right. They're gonna be good enough. They're gonna be a a, a, a they're going to be a serious problem in a few years. Yeah, because I mean, let's look at them. They're in the Atlantic Division, they're fourth in they're fourth in the division, but they don't even sniff the top six of the Metropolitan Division, which is stacked right now. All of them above forty points scored on the year so far, including including both New York teams. So those fish sticks. So you know, I mean, that's that's that's. I some... call the Islanders the fish sticks, by the way. Excuse, excuse my audience if you don't know. If you're not familiar with the uh, the term. <laughs> <laughs> Last year we saw, I think, I believe it was the Eastern Conference. All the teams that clinched a playoff berth were over 100 points. The first time in NHL history has ever happened, which is absolutely insane. How that's first of all, it's never happened before. And I, to be honest with you, Jake, I kind of have a problem with it because it shows that you know it was like a, the what's the word. I guess the severe contrast of the teams now, where you're either like, if you're if you're a good hockey team, you're gonna you're gonna go into the playoffs. You're a very, you know you're a very good team, and then you have like the poverty franchises. Like there's very little middle ground. It it happens. It 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 just happens right now. If you look at the NFL right now, they're kind of in a similar mm-hmm. boat over in the AFC. You either have all the teams that are really good, like Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City. Uh, and then you have a lot of just really terrible football teams like, oh, uh, not Oakland, Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Two for two there. Las Vegas, Denver, you know, Indianapolis, Houston, the works. Um, you know, you just got all your really bad teams. It happens sometimes in sports. It'll even itself out eventually once the good teams start getting older and the bad teams start to get healthier and start to be infused with younger talent you know <laughs> true I and mean, you know the uh the the, the dynasty teams are start to get start to age out a little bit they'll, they'll have to rebuild i mean the lightning and, like, the know, lightning um, aren't gonna stay good forever thank you know thank goodness <laughs> like they're good Andre Vasilevsky will retire and uh that will be a, a good day <laughs> it will be a good day i i will i'm very much looking forward to that day <laughs> amen <laughs> So you you wanna you wanna um, you got anything to say about the Western Conference, John? <laughs> it's just this, it's just disgusting. It's just disgusting how the Metro Division is you know a powerhouse outside of Philadelphia and Ohio because Ohio is Ohio. And then you look in, I believe it's the central. Looking at the Central Division right now, um, the Pacific is actually pretty good. The Avalanche, uh, excuse me, hold on. Yeah, the Pacific is pretty balanced. You know, you got you got four teams above forty points. Calgary is, uh pretty slow i think it has to do with markstrom their goalie jacob markstrom was just stole a lot of games from them, from them last year and just uh you know similar to how it's igor was last year for the rangers uh he just he's just kind of back to back to you know normality this year yeah the and Avalanche i mean that happens, kind of surprising right? that, that that happens oh 100 right? you, you you have a great season then teams kind of figure you out and you have to find a new way to you have to kind of reinvent yourself a little bit right kind of how pitchers are 100 percent Exactly. You know, baseball is all about adjustments. Goal, goaltending is kind of the same thing, you know. Um, and you know what? Markstrom is, you know, he's, he's a veteran. He's, you know, he's an older guy. I'm sure he'll make the adjustment. He'll make the, the second adjustment, and he'll be in the Vesna conversation again because he has, he, has, he has a lot of talent. There's a couple teams um, that are surprising me in the standings in the Western Conference. First, I'm looking at the bottom of the conference. Arizona's not at the bottom. Uh, Chicago is. Wow. Yeah, they're at— I don't know what is going on. They're going to trade Patrick Kane. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it was high time won. that the Chicago Blackhawks decided to finally, you know, give it up. You know, they're not a dynasty anymore. But, mm-hmm. wow, how the mighty have fallen. 
Yeah, because I remember I was in you know middle school and, high, and entering high school when those Blackhawk teams won on their uh, um, their cup runs. And I was like, oh wow, I guess the Blackhawks are like, you know, good, you know, going to be a dynasty for a few years. And then they dropped off a lot, like really fast. Um, I'm not sure quite why. I guess they just, you know, I guess they're they're guys. They, they, did they trade a lot of guys, or did the guys just I think get hurt they just got old, and then just some kind of organizational turmoil. I'm not entirely sure exactly. I'm not an expert on this. Um, yeah, I'm not really. I'm not a hundred percent sure either. The Seattle Kraken are yeah. Is be this a lot their first good? I was about to say, clinch. is this their first good season? Yeah, because last year, you know, you can't expect an, uh, an, an expansion franchise to do well in the first year. Well, uh, but they're uh, doing pretty well. Uh, ten and four. I mean, and ten and I four. mean, at, well, John, I'm going to stop you right there. You say you can't expect sure. expect an expansion franchise to do well in their first season, but I mean, look at who's in their division. <laughs> the Vegas Golden Knights. True. Oh, you're, okay. Very, very fair, Jake. You know, they did. The Vegas Knights also went to the Cup their first year. <laughs> yeah. The, the first, which, which is absolutely insane. I mean, that's just, I always forget about that. Their first season, they lost the Stanley Cup. I mean, the fan base is like, oh, wow. Like, it's, like, it's almost like um, you, spoil, you spoil your fan base like that. And speaking of Vegas, like, you know, speaking of Vegas, they're, they're doing really well right now. It looks like they're back. <laughs> they got, yeah, they're, again, I don't know. I'm not sure how. Who's their coach? I don't know. Do you know how the coach is off the top of your head? Let me just check real quick. Um, I don't. Gar- I don't know any. Oh, Bruce coaches. Cassidy. That's your job. <laughs> Bruce Cassidy is their is their coach. I know he used to be Gerard Gallant. I know that. He is the. Uh, yeah, he was. Um. Uh, yeah, he's the Rangers. He's the Rangers coach right now. He brought them to the cup, and then he, um, you know, could not didn't have the sustainness. Um, wow. There's some good. Yeah, Chandler Stevenson th- uh, above scoring. Mark Stone. They're they're three headed attack: Stephenson, Stone, and Eichel. I believe Eichel. I believe Eichel's hurt. All you know, all younger, all young middle aged guys. You know, 29, 30, 31. Um, it is the Pacific Division, which surprises me. Is Edmonton with McDavid and um, and Marner and Evander Kane? Because last that, year that team you know, that team is destined to waste Connor McDavid's career, in my opinion. Do you think they're gonna trade him soon? And if not soon, like in a few years? I don't. I mean, you don't want to trade the face of your franchise, right? But at the same time, they did already. They, they traded Gretzky. Well, okay, okay, but also remember that they ticked off Wayne Gretzky to the point that he didn't even want to play there anymore, <laughs> and they were winning cups. <laughs> so that's also true. They, they, they you know, he. Uh, Gretzky won a cup without him. For Jake, there was this guy named Mark Messier. Yeah, guy named Mark Messier, who uh, held down the four. No, and then and he went more. They allowed. They him. score a lot of with the with the uh, with the New York Rangers. Like who couldn't forget that? The curses. That one will last. That one will last a lifetime. It has lasted a lifetime. <laughs> oh, Sam Rosen. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't last my entire lifetime. <laughs> Amen to that. I plan on living a good uh, long while. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't know. What's surprising to me is the Avalanche. The Avalanche aren't doing too well. I guess they're just tired. They'll pick it back up. They'll pick it back up. They, 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 they're they're still... battling a lot of injuries right now. I think they're kind of also in a Stanley Cup hangover, you know? True. I mean, you, you know how it is. We've seen that, you know, a lot. I'm sorry? You know how it is. The the champion teams and the team the teams that play in the championship they kind of usually get a little bit of a hangover after the championship run. You know, obviously they all have a shorter off season than everybody else, so you know it. it True, is yeah. You know, when the uh, the the length of the season, the length of the, they, had, they had a pretty long uh, um, playoff run as well. I believe they went to had two game sevens. Uh, yeah, they. No, I'm sorry, uh, two game sixes, and the, the obviously the. the Cup final went to six games over Tampa. Uh, second round, they were pushed six to the Blues. Um, yeah, I remember Dallas they went to six with, with the Blues. They're Dallas. absolutely stacked with talent, so they'll be back. Yeah, they'll be back. They'll be they'll be in the postseason. I don't know if they'll repeat, but it's really hard to repeat in any sport. And Jake, we gotta we gotta close with this before we head into hour two because I I just noticed we didn't fall. What'd you say? I mean, listen. 
we yeah, before uh we didn't we didn't mention the Boston Bruins. Twenty seven, four, and three. The best team in the league. They're not for real though, are they? I I think so, dude. It's annoying, though. It's annoying. They're always good. Disgusting. They're always... Do you know when the last... What? Oh, my goodness. I was going to ask you, do you know when the last... I think it wasn't that long ago. 2010? Okay, never mind. I I am with you. It is always... It is annoying. The Ranger-Bruin rivalry. Us Ranger fans are always... You know, we're supposed to hate the Bruins. Uh, the perfection, it's, 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 what's the word? What's the word above blood boiling for anger? Um, That's how I'm feeling. Um, I don't, I don't know what it is, John. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I, I feel you there. It's, it's, it's just, it's not a good feel. We don't, I don't like to see them win. It's like, it's, it's how I feel whenever I see the Celtics good. Like I saw them in the finals. I'm like. Got a root for the Warriors? Got a root for a team from California? You kidding me? <laughs> but my root for the Celtics. I'll tell you what, Jake. <laughs> we we can hate them all we want, but there's no doubt. But this Bruins team is loaded with just. Uh, it's a well-run organization, and they 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 hit the they open the season running, and they have not slowed down. Like um, you know, the Devils were so hot. God, I hope they're second they round. Exit. The Bruins are not slowing down. I I really hope they're a second round exit. I hope they're a first round, a first round exit. Yeah, but they're not gonna be a first round exit. No way. It's not not, got, not a chance. Not unless yeah, the, uh, not minus, unless the eight seed is Tampa Bay. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, you got Linus Ulmark, uh holding down you know in between the pipes. He is pr- he is the he is the favorite for the Vesna Trophy. He probably will win it if you know. Granted, uh, he he's he's the favorite he's the favorite for the Vesna Trophy. And then the perfection line, Jake, David Bleepin Pasternak, 47 points through 34 games. Unbelievable. That, Bergeron that, that's and That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Why would you tell me those numbers? Absolutely. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading these numbers and I'm getting enraged right now. I just want to throw my laptop across the room. <laughs> wow. I also didn't know David Pasternak was, was a lot older than that. It. In case That's you annoying. ever were wondering whether or not we're a pro New York station around here, pro New York New Jersey station. Hey, there you go. Absolutely not, Jacob. We are we are a, a uh, an unbiased uh, we are an unbiased radio station. Very unbiased towards everyone except the Boston Bruins. <laughs> towards any Boston organization in sports. You know what? I feel you there. I feel you there, Max. And on that note, we are going to end our one. 